You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Uh, Mike Heck here for MMAfighting.com, reacting to some more breaking news on this Thursday, April 9, 2020, per UFC President Dana White. UFC 249 is no longer happening on April the 18th. White did, however, say that he's considering this more of a postponement instead of a cancellation. Not only is UFC 249 postponed, but all events have been postponed indefinitely by the organization. One thing Dana White told Brett Akimoto of ESPN, and he said on his Instagram Live a little while ago as well, this mystical fight island, fighter island that we've been hearing so much about, it's going to get put to use, and it seems like it's going to get put to use a lot. And it has been one crazy ride to get here. It all began during the UFC 248 fight week last month when Mark Ramundi of ESPN asked the legitimate question about the coronavirus to Dana White. After UFC 248, Aaron Bronson of TSN asked Dana a similar question as the coronavirus was starting to spread a little more and more as we were getting closer towards becoming a global pandemic. Dana White sort of shrugged it off, said he didn't give an S about the coronavirus at the time. But since that day, it has just been twists and turns from Dana calling out the media, calling us wimpy for asking questions about the health and safety health and safety regulations of the media, for, for asking these questions for regulation's sake. And despite constant blowback, Dana White was adamant to keep this train moving. So we go from the Barclay Center to somewhere on planet Earth, and then the New York Times article had came out. Jeff Sherwood, the original OG from SureDog, comes out and reports that Tachi Palace was going to host not only UFC 249, but subsequent events down the road as well over a two-month span beginning on April 18th. In the end, the tippy-top guys over at Disney and ESPN were forced to step in, and UFC 249 is no longer happening on April 18th. So we went from Habib versus Tony Ferguson to Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje, Rose Namajunas being off the card. The dominoes continue to fall, and the biggest domino of all was the event itself that is no longer happening on April 18th. So to join me in reacting to more crazy news, let us welcome MMA Fighting's own Jose Youngs and Alex K. Lee. All right, we have Jose Youngs, Alex K. Lee, and E. Casey Lydon joining us. Jose, I want to start with you outside of tomorrow's A-side live chat, perhaps being the craziest in the history of the show. When you saw the news that UFC 249 was no longer happening on April 18th, how would you describe your reaction? Would surprised be, uh, be an accurate term or was it more like about time? No, I had no reaction. Uh, it's that it's it's that weird of a time right now where the 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 realms of possibilities uh in this sport and this card going ufc 249 happening uh nothing surprised me anymore so i wouldn't say i was surprised i wouldn't say i was upset i wouldn't say i was uh not surprised i just i was just, it just happened and i was like this is i i don't like to prepare myself like i learned like a week ago like casey has said millions of times one week feels like six months right now not just in mma but in the whole world so uh, i would say i had no reaction because i i wasn't preparing for i wasn't preparing myself for, i didn't know what to prepare for alex we literally just reacted to a brand new main event for ufc 249 three days ago we had a new main event and then like hours later we had an entire fight car release then we're getting reports that tachi palace is going to host not just ufc 249 but months and months of fights after that on a weekly basis we're nine days away from this event after this entire roller coaster ride we we're on how would you describe your reaction to to the news of this day 
Mike, why do we why do we do what we do? Why does anyone why does anyone do anything? It's really, I feel like, the question we should be asking when this kind of news hits, uh, news of this magnitude. I, you know, I think we wanted to, we all wanted to believe that it was possible, you know, once, once Dana White dug his heels in, that it was possible UFC 249 could go forward with some degree of safety. We, you know, we in the media have to cover it anyway. So we have to find, you know, we had already kind of, I think a lot of us already made this internal compromise that, okay, uh, we want this to happen. And, and, uh, we just hope that, that Dana White and the UFC are right. And they're able to do this. And there's no incidents, you know, related to the coronavirus after, and, and, uh, and we can all just enjoy it guiltlessly. So we'd already made the, I, I, I know I'd made that compromise. And then now this news comes along and now I don't know what to feel. Uh, I definitely don't feel I think a lot. I think a lot of people might think because some of us in the media were critical of how this has been handled. Like, oh, this is some victory for us. No, it's not a victory for. It's not a victory for anybody. It, it's it's just this kind of absurd reality uh, that we all have to accept. Uh, I will say, uh, if I, I I do think that the right thing was done at the end of the day, it took us a, a long way to get there. Apparently, and and uh, someone had to be someone. The powers that be, well beyond uh, Dana White, as he said, uh, up at you know the, the the mighty mouse at the top of the Disney. Uh, the Disney ladder uh, put put his foot down, and uh, and here we are. So I think in the net, this is a good thing. But I don't blame a lot of people for being upset and confused and not sure what to do with the next two weeks. <laughs> Jose, I, I know you guys touched on this on the A side. I want to sort of add to what Alex just said because you guys are asked, you know, if the media should boycott UFC 249 with everything going on in the world. And I've seen people on Twitter, sort of like how Alex just said, literally say that the MMA media caused this postponement or cancellation that we're all happy about it that the fighters should be pissed at us for for making this happen like this people are literally saying like francis and Gano should come to my house and punch me in the face because <laughs> i caused this all of us cause this i mean come on everybody like there's asking questions and getting information and then there's like flat out defiance and i don't know about you but i didn't think any of us really got to that line where we were creating out and out protests w would you agree with that well, if anything, and I'm sure Casey and Alex uh, will agree with me, uh, the fact that the media was uh, being critical probably meant the card was had a higher chance of going on because, you know, Dana White likes to spite the media because we're all wimps. So the fact that we were critical of this event being held probably just threw gas on the fire for this event to even go forth in the, in, in, in the first place. So uh, for fans saying that the media, it's the media's fault for this happening, the complete opposite. It was the media that Dana White was like, like he called us, what did he say? We were wimps. He said, we, what did he say? Like weirdos or creeps that like, he we have no families. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody yeah. loves no us. One no one loves us. No one relies <laughs> on us. He didn't want to announce the location because a bunch of weirdos would talk about it. Like the fact that he was going out of his way to, to, to not to, to keep the media out of everything. No, we're not the reason this fight card is being canceled. Yes, we're critical of it, but like as we said on the A side, uh, PT was on it. Even James Gallagher, who's not even a media member, was like, it would make no sense for the media to boycott an event because it's our responsibility. All the questions we have regarding medical checks, hospitals, uh, what, how the fighters were getting there, like all of these questions we had, we're only going to get if we're there. So there's no way we were going to boycott in the first place. So again, it's not our fault. 
if anything, our voice was the reason this fight was even happening in the first place. Jeff Sherwood got actually got, you know, essentially credited from Dana White. Dana White said it was going to happen to Tachi Palace. And not only that, he said that once they get back to schedule, he's bringing a big fight over there. So and that's kudos how to Jeff for getting this right. And that's how you know the world is coming to an end because Dana White is saying nice things about Sure Dog. And I like I like Jeff. He's a very nice man. But, you know, for people who remember the OG Sure Dog, Dana White bans that whole site from an event. So the fact that he's crediting Sure Dog shows you how, how like what is happening in the world. I don't think he, he credited them per se by name, but at least he <laughs> confirmed the, the, the information. But the fact that we had the fact that we had Sheridog and Jeff Sherwood's name mentioned in the New York Times is that's just that's just an all, <laughs> that's just an all time funny. It's, <laughs> just crazy. Time. It's, it's a blast from the past, man. I mean, I saw a lot of Sheridog writers being like, this is cool. This is cool. <laughs> Guys, the two biggest reporters this week were uh, were Sherwood and uh, and old uh, and uh, fake Errol Hawani accounts. Those are the two <laughs> reporters that uh, Dana White acknowledged this week, and that, and those reports were, were yeah, I don't know where led led to a big news breaking. So uh, that's the world we live in, right? Sorry, Mike. Yeah. What were you gonna say? No, because you know some interesting things said by Jose there. But Casey, you've been in. The, I mean, you've been covering the sport a lot longer than I have, and a lot longer than than probably both of us, the the, the other gentlemen on this panel have as well. But you know. Do you think the situation sort of brought out the worst in fans? I mean, this is you've seen how rabid MMA fans can be, but, you know, this is something different. I feel like, you know, you more than anybody has experienced some things that that you've never seen before. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I, I do think this brought out the worst in MMA fans. Um, I, you know, I, I have been working full time in MMA. Like this been, that's been 100 percent like my job for the last 13 years. And um, yeah, like even yesterday, if, I think for the one of the few times, like I was kind of like I, I broke in the sense I was like I can't deal with fans anymore, and just how ridiculous everything was, and just like like you said, you had people kind of threatening you to send you know, Francis Ngannou to your house, and it's just like, and I don't know if it's I don't know if it's an MMA thing, if it was a pandemic thing, if it's just people going crazy inside their homes. Um, it, it was. Um, it was not a good. It was not a good time to be an MMA media member, and um, yeah, it just uh, it was uh, it was a time I'm not. I'm not. I don't want. I'm not going to look back on fondly. Yeah, and this isn't about the MMA media right now. I, no. I think the ones yeah. who are hurt the most here are the are the fighters themselves, and it's tough. Yeah, I just want and I want to say that real quick. Um, as I, I do, I was vocal that from from UFC 248, I was saying that. I was uh, we were at the Apex Center. I mentioned I talked I talked about this on the A side. How I thought 249. I was telling I was talking to UFC PR and I was like, UFC 249 would not be happening in the Barclays Center. It's gonna be happening in here in the in the UFC Apex. And originally we thought that was gonna be the plan for a while. And that was my worst case scenario was 249 being at the Apex Center in um, Vegas. Obviously the world got much worse than even my pessimistic ass thought. And I sincerely feel very bad for the fighters on 249, especially who have been training in very unhealthy, unsafe conditions right now. And to go this far along and to get the fight pulled out so close to the event. And I just it's it's a it's a very sucky situation for everyone involved. And and I really my only real criticism 
I wish Dana didn't give these fans, didn't give the fighters a false hope. And that's why I feel a lot of this was just false hope because you just, you look, especially in California where we have the strictest um, stay at home orders in the country. And we're one of the one, we're one of the few States that looks like it actually is kind of flattening the curve and to throw it, to throw this event in California, like it's just, I was just like, Oh, this is just, it's not going to happen. And I feel bad. I just feel bad. Yeah. Especially, you know, I feel bad for anybody who's supposed to compete on April 18th, especially the ones who were scheduled to fight from the very beginning guys like Cater and Stevens and Ferguson and the list goes on and on. But Alex, when you look at a guy like Justin Gaethje, I mean, this guy stepped up on short notice. He, he admitted that he was terrified of not only fighting Tony Ferguson, but taking a short notice fight. But he had an opportunity to do something that he's never had the opportunity to do. And that was win a UFC title interim or not. He was very excited for that opportunity. Now he may not get a title shot at all. This has been one of the craziest weeks ever for fighters, fans, the media, everybody involved, you know. Where do you think Justin Gaethje goes from here? Do you think the UFC at least rewards him? Does he win the Connor sweepstakes after all this? Will that mean as much as as fighting for a title? Yeah, I think that would be a great reward for him. But I want to say this reminds me a little bit of when we almost got uh, Max Holloway and Habib. Remember that? That was on even shorter notice. That was like less than a week. And that made even less sense. It was probably more surprising. Like the Gaethje thing kind of, you know, when it happened, we were like, oh yeah, well, I mean, he's been waiting in the wings. He's been looking for a big fight. Yes, he wanted the McGregor fight, but we could totally see him stepping in to fight Ferguson. So like it was, when that news broke, where that matchup came out, we're like, yeah, okay. It makes kind of a weird sense. Uh, the Holloway thing was completely out of left field. But yeah, I do hope, uh, not just for Gaethje, I do hope there is some reward for everyone involved in the card. Obviously, I think everyone should get paid their show money. Uh, I don't care if they I know that normally it's the policy is they like guys to at least weigh in. But these circumstances aren't like anything we've seen before. If Dana really insists that he's doing this for the fighters, pay the money, pay them. You, I, I think they can afford it. I'm not I'm not going to lie. I don't know the in all the ins and outs of the UFC's finances. I would like to imagine they can afford to pay uh, these fighters something for the hard work they put in, especially, as you mentioned, Mike, the ones who have been training for so long. But even the guys who stepped in and just found out they're fighting in the last week or the last two weeks, like Gaethje. I think Michael Johnson, I don't know if he got moved or or he just got added. Uh, they deserve some compensation. And for Gaethje, yes, I, I do hope this keeps him in line from the McGregor fight. It's a fight that a lot of people want to see. It's a fight that could still be very, very lucrative for him. And from a casual standpoint, even bigger for him than the Ferguson fight. So uh, I, I do think that's the road that uh, that the UFC should go on and, and keep Gaethje on. Uh, and, and I hope we see that fight whenever fights are able to be put back on again. Jose, who knew that in April of 2020, hashtag Fighter Island would be trending all over the place? This thing is bigger than ever. This doesn't, I mean, just listening to Dana White react to it, talking to Brad and, and doing his first Instagram live. You know, it's out events left and right, U.S. international fighters, so forth and so on. Whether that happens or not, as anybody's guess, but is that what you took away from it as well? Do you really think like Dana can get this up and running quick? And if he does, we're just going to bang up Fighter Island events? Well, I don't know if it'll be quick because he was on Instagram Live and he said the infrastructure is being built. Those were his exact words. And I know we were on the A side and we brought up some questions. It was like, well, is there a hospital? Like, do is it is like where where even is Fighter Island? Like, what coast of the United States is it off of? Like, how are fighters getting there? Do they have to fly directly there? Are they flying to a hub? Like, there were a lot of questions that we wanted answered. 
outside of will fighter island fights even happen so uh we joked that if fighter island did happen uh we wouldn't be surprised if they made an annual event like oh every april there's gonna be a card on fighter island uh just it's it's basically sounded like a real life kumite for fans of blood sport uh so uh Dana White says it's still being built, but again, I don't even know where this island is even going to be. Uh, but we have a lot to get through before we can think of Fighter Island, an annual Fighter Island event. All right, we're gonna. I'm gonna ask all three of you guys this question. We'll start with Casey, then we'll go to Alex, and we'll go to Jose. Dana White said that he wants to keep this train moving. He said, and he's very adamant about they will be the first sporting event back once this. It's all clears up like they will be our first, you know, WWE is not really considered a sport. They're sports entertainment. But in terms of professional sports, Dana says they're going to be first. So, Casey, I'm going to set the over under at June 15th. And I don't even know if there's an event that day over <laughs> under June 15th. The UFC's back holding an event. I hope so. I, I hope so. And and it, and it wouldn't. But I. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm going to say no, but I really hope so because if the UFC is having events, that mean that means that the world is moving in a better direction. That means the curve is flattening, that means people are staying self-isolated, that means the virus is getting contained, which is why we're doing this big Skype thing anyway. That why, that's why we're not in the same room is um so if if mid-June if if things are going good and we can actually have events and people can be within 6 feet of each other, then um, uh, that'll be a great thing for that'd be great. That'd be a great thing for the world, and I, I hope I hope that happens. Jose over under June fifteenth. Uh, uh, I'll say I don't know. I I agree with Casey. It's probably going to be past June. <laughs> I would imagine it wouldn't surprise me if he tried to kick off International Fight Week. I know he. I doubt Dana White would want to miss International Fight Week in July. Uh, the 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 big card in in June was supposed to be, if I'm not mistaken, the Perth card, which is going to have Valentina on before she got hurt. So uh, I'm going to say International Fight Week is when uh, the earliest we might see fights, considering how important that week of the year is to the UFC. But I agree with Casey. You know, I hope it's in May or June, just because the like Casey said, it's it means the earth like the world is getting into semi normal but i have a i have a close friend who like runs social media for like concerts like major concerts and he's saying from the man the studio managers and stuff he's talking to that they're not going to hold concerts till the fall uh just because even if they do get some sort of normality back in the world fans aren't going to want to go to anything for a while so but if dana white is still gung-ho on holding events in closed arenas i would imagine uh international fight weeks or i'll say early july do you think it'll be before or after International Fight Week, Alex Kaylee? And, and again, let's just preface this. We want this to happen. We want the fighters to fight. Yeah, we want to do it as safe as possible. Like We want all this to, to be a thing of the past in some way, at least behind us in some way. So we're rooting for this to happen. But we're being realistic and giving our opinions here, Alex. What's yours? Well, I'll first I'll say, uh, Jose and Casey, your your kumbaya. I hope the world is better. Soy boy answers really touched my heart. Honestly, it, it, no, I'm, I'm very emotional right now. Uh, but I, will, I, I, I would if I could, if I could get chance, within six feet, I'm I would go, give you a hug. I, I am going to go under. Oh, please don't. Uh, I'm going to go under. I'm not, as in as in I think that the events will take place before uh, June 15th. Fighter Island is real. Uh, I, this private island, wherever it is, is real. 
Um, really, I'm still surprised that like, uh, you know, Chel Sonnen pulled off that submission underground thing and whatever some, I always keep saying abandoned missile silo. We have no idea. So if he could pull that off, I mean, this island thing isn't completely unreasonable. I, again, I'm not saying it's a good idea, but do I think that Dana White can pull it off? I kind of do. I kind of think they're going to find a way. Uh, I think it's going to be, if we thought UFC 249 is mysterious, whatever event they hold on, you know, UFC Fight Island is going to be, again, just we keep joking, Kumite, you know, uh, Mortal Kombat, whatever whatever cliche martial arts, uh, you know, tournament movie you want to talk about, it's going to be like like 12 fighters invited, 12, 12 men and women enter, one man or woman leaves. Uh, <laughs> You know, pay for your ticket if you want to find out who it is and and who gets out. And uh, I, I, it's weird. I do. I want to question. You know, given that he, for lack of a better term, failed to keep this event together. Uh, so I want to question him. But a weird part of me thinks before June fifteenth, somehow there will be some sort of US live UFC content. I'm with you, Alex. I think it's going to be right around Memorial Day-ish, like maybe a week after that. I think we're going to be talking late May, early June at this point. I think he's uh, once he gets a few days of rest and uh, gets his brain unfogged a little bit, because, listen, you can say whatever you want about Dana White at this point, and you could say that, you know, he was unethical for trying to put these events on. But at the same time, this is... This guy must have killed himself for the last month to six weeks trying to put this event together. Hunter Campbell as well. He mentioned that as, as much. But I mean, to, to think this guy was just sitting around doing nothing is just not the case. This guy's probably had eight hours of sleep in the last month. So I will commend him for at least trying to make this happen and trying to do it safely. Although we didn't have any any X's and O's behind how he was going to do that. And I think that was our biggest point of contention when it came to putting these events together. But there you have it. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? UFC 249, no longer happening April 18th. Where do we go from here? Well, we don't know. We're not going to hear from Dana White for a while because for those of you who missed his Instagram live, his quote, he was, he, he ended with, quote, I am annihilated. I'm tired. I'm going to go sleep for three days. So expect to hear from Dana in 72 hours. <laughs> I, I just have it. I just want to, I just want to say that um, I really hope um, the UFC doesn't come back too soon. And, and I say this because, and this is why I wanted 249 canceled because if they come back too soon, they start having fighters train, cut weight. You know, obviously you have to close contact people and we have a fighter that gets sick or becomes ill or training part becomes ill. And it becomes a, a, it's just bad news. And it's a really, it's a really preventable way to have the, the first serious death or injury in this sport and i just that's why I just like just just don't rush this dana we can get through this if you don't rush it if you rush it then like you just doesn't any scientists then this thing can just kind of go on for a long time so i just just slow it down dana we're all, we're all in this together so let's just do this right <laughs> Well said, Casey. I don't and, think any uh, of us could say it any better. But oh, Alex, but I bet you can. Go ahead. No, no. I I, I think both you guys uh, great sentiment. I'll I'll speak for the to the fans because I'm a man of the people, as you all know. We kind of have been talking about how like there's been this adversarial relationship with the with some segment of the fans um, over how you know the handling of UFC 249. But I will say I I do sympathize. I absolutely sympathize with people who really want to see fights go on and everything return to normal. Um, it, look, it, I mean, look, it's a very selfish thing, I think, to want that. But it, that, but that doesn't mean it's I don't understand it. Like, I, I totally understand why people want that. Um, and and I'll, but I'll say this, like, 
guys, you know, people out there who are like, oh, I need fights. I need the UFC. I need things. It's like, you, I'll, I'll tell you something. You, you don't need it. Okay. I, we all want it. You don't need it. You're, you're better. Fan, I'm speaking to you. You're better than that. You, find a hobby. Look inward. Uh, take this time for introspection. I know times are tough for everyone. And, and, you know, any distraction we can get is welcome. But you will, you will survive. Uh, I believe in you. And uh, when, you know, someday when everything's back to normal, you'll come out of this, hopefully a more enlightened and, you know, better person who can look at sports as a, as a hobby and as a want and not as a need. That was well said. Very nice, Alex. And, I, and, and let me add to this. If you really want fights and especially if you're new to the sport, go back and watch pride, go back and watch WEC. There's plenty of things I can assure you that most people watching this right now have never seen before. So if you're looking for some, great badass fights you're gonna find them there so i'm not trying to plug ufc fight pass but if they want to give me a little bit of a commission I'll, uh, I'll gladly take it in this day and age but but seriously that's that's what you get and like alex said find a hobby you know go for a walk take a deep breath and uh read a we're book all gonna be okay. read a book read a book read a book there you go i want to read uh i think i'm going to order jim ross's new book because i want to read that but uh you know what learn that's, or a, win. that's another winner winner learn mike winner learn what, <laughs> that's a good wow. one too. The last Plus, one I, I thought we were plugging. Yeah, the last book. Oh, I is read it a book? That's just my thing. Start sending books, Jose. I'll read them. But uh, it's gonna be an interesting A side live chat tomorrow. What time does that start, Jose? One p.m. Eastern. That starts one p.m. Eastern, ten a.m. Pacific. I don't know what time UK that is. I know we have a lot of UK listeners that are always like, "Why don't you advertise for us?" I'm just like, "You guys know when it starts anyway, so yeah. you're, you got it covered." America. Very interesting. <laughs> very interesting show. So make sure you tune into that. Uh, and that's going to do it. So for Casey, Jose, and Alex, I am Mike Keck reacting to the big news of the day. UFC 249 no longer happening on April 18th. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.